0: I'm Greg Burrard, and welcome to my podcast on living a full life. It's become my mission to live an amazing life, to be the best version of myself that I can be, and to inspire others to be the best versions of themselves, and to create the lives that they want to live. This podcast is a narrative of my own personal journey, along with rich and meaningful conversations with truly successful people, exploring how to build great wealth while maintaining balance for family, love, health, parenting, purpose, and passion. So please join me. Let's take this journey together to uncover what it really means to live a full life. Before we get started, if you enjoy this podcast and would like to help support it, the best way to do so is to leave a review on iTunes or wherever you may listen to podcasts. Additionally, I'd love to connect with you directly. Please visit me at gregberard.com. That's G-R-E-G-B-E-R-A-R-D.com and sign up for my newsletter. Not only will you be up to date with my latest podcasts and guests, but you'll also receive my personal blog, shared resources, and other media that I plan on releasing over time. The email is also my personal email address, so I'm happy to connect with you directly. Without further ado, please enjoy this podcast on living a full life. This is my first self-recorded episode of the season, and this one's going to be a little bit different. In fact, the next few episodes that I do record by myself and that are not interviews are going to be a little bit different. Instead of the super polished, almost essay like quality of the posts that I've been doing in the past, this is almost more like a stream of consciousness. I'm having a lot of theory and curiosity that I'm trying to dive through and follow and understand about the way the mind works. And this is sort of the first in that working theory. This theory is a sort of dumbed down, simplified layperson theory on happiness and fulfillment. And as I work through this mentally, I just kind of wanted to begin. Putting this both in writing and in recording. My thinking can be summed up by saying that I think there are three types of larger modes of living, mentally speaking. The first one is presence, the second is distracted, and the third is in deep thought. Presence, in its simplest sense, just means to be focused on the moment that you're in now. Like right now, as I write or say these words, I'm not thinking about the price of Bitcoin or my children or the weather outside except obviously as I say these words, those images might pop into my head. But rather, I'm thinking about the context of this theory and being here and now as I say these words. Distracted can mean all manner of things. This can be daydreaming, fantasizing, living in the past, living in the future, desiring something else, thinking about what I want to cook for dinner, feeling anxious about the amount of email that I have to tackle, etc. Deep thought is philosophy. It means studying deep questions like whether just about life itself or happiness, fulfillment, wealth creation, tax strategy, the best way to build and grow a business, what it means to be a great father, the meaning of life, the formation of our planets, the importance of gut biology. You get the point. The amazing thing that comes to mind is that I love both feeling fully present in the moment and also in deep thought. And I generally dislike being distracted. And yet distraction is the world I most often live in. Why? It seems to me, and this is still only a theory, that the simplest way to a happier and more fulfilling life is simply just to be present. Think of how truly simple this is. Even in a situation you prefer to not be in, if you just give your full attention to something, it generally is much more pleasant and you'll undoubtedly do better. You do the task better than if you are being distracted, and you flow much easier than when you resist because you're caught up in some distraction or desire. Take, for example, my playing with my kids. This morning, I had a lot on my mind. I wanted to get to the desk so that I could plan my work week, but Ashley was with Sloan and I was with the twins and I had my phone in my hand and per usual, I was distracted. I had the thought that if I just focused 100% on the kids, I would have a much happier time than being somewhere between playing with them and thinking about something else. I was in some in-between world in the here and there, and it wasn't very pleasant. So I decided to put the phone down and focus on the boys. The boys crawled all over me and I tickled them and kissed them and we laughed and we had fun. When the distracting thoughts would come into my mind, I would just bring the focus back to the boys, and it was a pretty joyful experience to be fully present. This is not a hard practice. In fact, it's arguably easy. Being fully present, the chore of playing or putting out that fire or paying your bills or washing your dishes or answering your email can become something fully involved. Again, not only will you be happier, but you'll undoubtedly do a better job. The same goes for being in deep thought. This generally happens when it's something you're curious about or want to know or learn. The focus then tends to come easier and the distractions are actually annoying. Unlike when you're trying to be present and distraction comes, you kind of have the desire to move towards the distraction. But when you're in deep thought and the distraction comes your way, not only do you want to run from it, you almost physically want to become violent against the distraction. For example, I could be working on this long theory as I am right now and suddenly my daughter bursts into the room crying and wanting a hug. Normally, this scenario would be a pleasant distraction and one that I would be quite happy to partake in. However, now it would be awful. It's like a painful physical punch to your deep learning. and You just want to shove that distraction away and return to your deep thoughts. Inside, you know this is the wrong example and a great way to create a shame-filled moment of bad behavior, but your body fights it with all its might. It's almost like clinging to that amazing dream that you just woke up from and you want to go back into so badly, but it's completely gone forever. So why are we so distracted all the time? Why can I be one person in one scenario and a different person in another, depending on the process or place I am currently thinking? How do I create a bit more balance, a bit more presentness? These are some of the questions I plan to explore this year. I need to understand the concept behind distraction. How do I embrace my daughter or wife, even though they just disturb my deep thought? How do I live a less distracted life? How do I experience more presence? What is going on in the mind, and what practices can I do on a regular basis to make myself better? What is the gym for the mind? Is it solitude and deep thought? Meditation, time off, travel, philosophy? That's what I'm trying to figure out. A last note to myself. It seems likely that the distraction in our brains was probably a very healthy survival mechanism. Concentrate on gathering those mushrooms and other food while simultaneously scanning the environment for unseen danger. The distracted mind was probably one that helped us survive and is likely a relic of the past that was incredibly important for the survival of our species and now might be one of those ancient brain defaults that just has become not only useless but unsafe and causes us a lot of unhappiness. Nonetheless, survival mechanics exist for a reason and despite the lack of necessity in this modern era, there is an argument to be made that just because you don't need to fight doesn't mean you shouldn't learn how to fight. The serious question then becomes, Can you control the distracted mind, or at least be more aware of it and build muscles of concentration and attention so that those tools are there if survival depends on it, but your power of attention is simply more acute and developed in the modern era of life where survival is almost nearly a given? More on these thoughts and musings later. Until then, thank you always for listening. I can't wait to share this year with you with a lot more interviews to come and a lot more musings of my wacky little mind. Till next time, stay safe, my friends. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast and would like to help support it, the best way to do so is to leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Not only do I read every one of them, but leaving a review will hopefully help increase the visibility of the podcast, which means that it will help reach other listeners that are also trying to discover what it means to live a full life. Additionally, part of the reason for creating the podcast was to start a conversation with others around the world. So if you'd like to connect, please visit me at gregberard.com. That's G-R-E-G dot D.com and sign up for my newsletter. Not only will you be up to date on the latest podcasts and guests, but you'll also receive my personal blog, shared resources, and other media that I plan on releasing over time. The email you receive will also come from my personal email address. So I'm happy to have a dialogue personally by responding directly. Lastly, I'd love to connect with you on Twitter and Instagram and all my social handles are available on my website, gregberard.com. Thanks for listening.